Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Oh, I'd give a rat's ass about Twitter. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes podcast presented by Locked On. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs from the Draft Network, and we are your hosts here on this Wednesday edition of the podcast. We are kicking off our December mock draft, and uh, we're doing it live on Twitch. So if you're listening to this, well, right now you're on Twitch listening and watching along with this uh, this live mock draft, the first 11 picks. Uh, but if you're listening to this tomorrow, uh, on your uh, your favorite podcasting medium, uh, you can know that you could have watched this live on on Twitch and interacted with fans and and saw the reactions that me and Kyle give each other based on these picks that we don't know uh, what are going to happen. And Kyle is smiling at me very awkwardly. I think that's uh, his cue that he wants to uh, be welcome to the show. So let's do that, Kyle. You know how I am. I can't stand like not hearing my own voice on the podcast for longer than like. 30 second spurts. Oh, so, so I have 30 seconds to get my yeah, intro. You automatically in. go on the clock anytime you talk. Oh, wow. the whole podcast. Okay. <laughs> okay. But, Joe, correct me if I'm wrong, but yep. we, we hope to do more of the mock draft on Twitch throughout the course of the week. Is oh, I correct? don't think there's any hope. We're doing, we're doing this thing. Lock it in. We're locking it That's in. That's why so, are we the people's draft podcast? Yeah, that's exactly right. So get a Twitch account. And subscribe to the Draft Network and be part of this fun stuff that we're going to be doing, not only this week, but throughout the course of the draft season. I don't know, maybe forever. Let's have fun. Uh, Yes. And also subscribe to the Draft Dudes podcast, please. Mm. Yeah, thank you. Do that. While you're at it, you can probably afford to go subscribe to Locked On NFL Draft with John and Trevor. They're, they're great guys. We love them. But first and foremost, please, Draft Dudes, we're trying to catch them in the rankings. We appeared in the iTunes Joe Top 200 Sports podcast last week for the first time this season let's keep us there subscribe five star ratings we'd appreciate it all right now before we start i have two questions from twitch viewers twitch.tv slash the draft network viewers right now that i wanted to get out there because if they are we had somebody nightmare just said i got a twitch for this stream man. so we want to reward him and we want to answer his question live on the air before we start the mock draft. Very quickly, uh, Delaware safety, late first, question mark. You got to take there. I mean, I read John Ledger's report. I saw all the gifts that he tweeted. He's he looks pretty damn good to me. <laughs> He's a monster. He might be one of those guys that raises himself up. I think first round's rich. Yeah. But with that said, this is one of those years where the safety class is not especially strong. So he will have a very strong opportunity in Mobile, Alabama, down at the Senior Bowl to make a statement for himself, be one of those guys who could potentially be a riser. Yep, absolutely. After Deontay Thompson, who are we yeah. talking about? Thornhill? Please Taylor come Rapp? Yeah. Please yeah, we come need out. It. Need it. Need it. All right. All right. So uh, as the reminder, uh, Joe and I are doing this live. We have not pre-made the picks. <laughs> We've just decided who's making the picks, and we are G- GMing this live on the run. And with the first... Overall pick, the San Francisco 49ers are on the clock. And dun, 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 dun. The San Francisco 49ers pick is in, and it is a no freaking brainer. I'm picking for the 49ers. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers are taking Nick Bosa, 
from Ohio State, edge defender, did not play the last nine-plus games for Ohio State, but I don't care. Uh, Bosa is, to me, head and shoulders, the best football player in this year's class. Uh, Bosa is extremely technically refined. He will have plenty of a recovery window to recover from whatever the specifics were of his injury at Ohio State that he was injured during the TCU game. And San Francisco needs him. San Francisco needs somebody who has a presence off the edge. Solomon Thomas has not developed into an outside pass rusher. They're going to have to start making some decisions. This would be their fourth first-round pick in the last six years on the defensive line. And, you know, Eric Armstead's coming up on the end of his contract. Do you retain him? You know, they have Solomon Thomas who might be able to play well inside. He played inside a lot at Stanford. So they're going to have some personnel decisions to make here. San Francisco taking Nick Bosa, though, checks that box. All right. No surprises so far. And a great pick there, Kyle. Really happy to see him. Are you going to fill in on our master sheet? Uh, You've got got your your reticle on it. You're throwing me off. I didn't know if you were going to make the pick or not. Uh, I'll let you do it. Okay. So I... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I'm on the clock now with the Arizona Cardinals, and I promise you that I'm going to stay very true to my board. And when you think about teams picking high in the draft, you know I'm going to overlook a lot of needs for getting the premier talent available on these teams, getting dudes, guys that are difference makers, guys that make other teams worry about how they're going to game plan against them. And I've got Quinn and Williams on the board, my number two player in the class, He's got to go right here to the Arizona Cardinals. I know I love to give them some help for Josh Rosen on the offense. But like Kyle always reminds us, the draft is seven rounds, and we can address that later. Right now, I've got to get a blue-chip talent like Quinn and Williams. He's going to be a, a dominant presence on the interior in the NFL. He, he, uh, he, uh, he Just watch the tape of Quinn and Williams. The guy is literally unblockable, and I think that is something, despite it not being an offensive player, that Arizona cannot overlook the dominance that I think – that Quinton Williams will have at the next level. He is my pick for the Cardinals, and I'm not looking back. Are you going to fill that pick in? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll do yeah, that. Yeah, you should probably fill your own picks in. I'm not doing that for you. I'm not your lackey, Joe. Uh, well, you, bro- you broke my heart here. Did you think he was getting to the Raiders? I mean, it would have been awesome if he did. Listen, I know P.J. Hall and Mo Hurst just got drafted <laughs> by the Raiders in the defensive line. But, I mean, Joe, honestly, seriously, this is a conversation that we have with people all the time, right? Like, who just drafted Deidre Sanat last year? Falcons. Would Deidre Sanat prevent you from taking no. a blue chip caliber defensive tech? Like, no. I don't care if he's a good player and he was drafted in the third round. You know, you don't let a good mid round player that was taken in the last year or two prevent you from taking an elite football player. Yep. I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. So if he would have been there, yeah, I'd have been stoked, but he's not. And now the Raiders are on the clock, and we're looking at Nick Bosa's gone and Quinton Williams is gone. Well, shoot. You've put me in quite the bind here, Marino. And uh, I think I, too, am going to stay true to my board. And I am going to select one of the five best football players that I have watched Mm. this fall. You know where this is going. I know what's coming. It's checking a box for a need as well. Byron Murphy, mm-hmm. cornerback, Washington. And listen, Raider Nation, don't panic. Okay? You're going to say, listen, this guy's like six foot, 180 pounds. How the hell are you going to take, take him in the top four? Guess what? The Cleveland Browns did it last year with Denzel Ward. Similar strengths and weaknesses. I would argue Murphy's a better tackler. 
Maybe not as good in turn and run coverage yet, but he's a redshirt sophomore. And he's a spectacular football player. He is CB1. I'd say I watched him, and then I watched Greedy Williams in a span of three days, and I was super disappointed in Greedy Williams, and I probably ruined it because I watched Byron first. Byron Murphy is better in every single way with the exception of height and weight than Greedy Williams. He's an elite corner prospect. Byron Murphy to the Raiders. So here's one of the most interesting situations in the draft that I, I potentially think will one, end up being true is the Atlanta Falcons picking in the top five. And we've talked all season long about how the Falcons issues are very easily corrected by just the season being over and them getting their guys back. They've just had an unbelievable amount of injuries that are insurmountable in a very, very competitive NFC. And now they have a chance to add a blue chip talent to their roster, picking number four overall. And uh, man, there's a couple of different ways that I can go here, but the way that I'm going to do this is at Oliver Houston defensive tackle. And, and um, no, you're not allowed to do it. No, well, it's too unfair. It is very unfair. And look, I just think his impact, his ability to penetrate, his ability to get into the backfield and make plays behind the line of scrimmage, he's a little small, and he's a lot small, but that's not going to prevent me from thinking he's worthy of this selection. His ability to get off blocks, to beat blocks and, and disrupt is just it's a, it's blue chip and Kyle is Kyle pouring some some whiskey. Of course, it's apple juice. Oh, yeah, it's we all juice. know. Yeah, we didn't yeah. So, uh anyways, add Oliver to the Atlanta Falcons, put him next to Grady Jarrett, disrupt make problems for these interior offensive lines and make plays behind the line of scrimmage. Uh, that's going to give the Falcons a really, really disruptive pair in Grady Jarrett and I'll add Oliver, a couple of good young pass rushers and Vic Beasley and talk McKinley. And they've got their plug type player. If they need a run defender in uh, a Deidre Sonat who's flashed this year. And that's kind of his, his MO. He doesn't give you much in the way of athleticism, uh, but uh, this gives them a really nice interior trio. And I think a uh, blue chipper, a guy that can really make a big impact uh, for the Falcons defense for years to come. Nice pick, Joe. Can't help but tip your cap. Uh, I had a question from Lopslided uh, regarding the Byron Murphy pick for the Raiders. I'd like to answer real quick. He asked, would you have Byron Murphy in the slot or opposite Conley? Uh, I'm putting him opposite and letting him fail his way inside to the nickel. I'm kind of one of those. Like, you remember when Jalen Ramsey, like there was this big debate, like is Jalen Ramsey a safety or a corner? Mm -hmm. Let him fail at corner first and then push him back to safety where he doesn't have to worry about working on an island so much. So very different situation as far as Murphy playing the nickel versus playing on the boundary. But he's pretty scrappy, and I think he'd be okay. So I would play him and Conley and let yourself have a really good pairing uh, in a division that, you know, even the Chargers with Phillip Rivers getting ready to move on, there's talented receivers there. Denver. Cortland Sutton looks like a stud right now, so you're going to have to have good coverage on the outside. I would play – Byron Murphy on the outside and let him work his way in. I'm on the clock number five with the New York Jets. And the New York Jets are coming off a a victory last weekend against the Buffalo Bills. Just to refresh everyone on on where they were at last weekend. And that sigh of depression is exactly what I was hoping to hear from Joe Marino. Joe, I think I'm going to surprise you with this pick. If you screw up my Bills pick, we're done. I'm not going to screw up your Bills pick because I'm taking an edge rusher. Okay, good. Okay. I'm taking an edge rusher, but I don't think it's the edge rusher you're going to think I'm taking. I think you're going to go with Josh Allen. You are incorrect. Ooh. You're going with Cleveland Farrell. You are incorrect. Brian Burns. Oh, Brian Burns in the top five. All right. I did his full-on film assessment. Mm -hmm. 
Brian Burns is an elite football player. He is so explosive and refined and flexible. Like, I don't want to ruin it, but I, I try to do comparisons for every single player that I write a uh, NFL draft report on it. Joe and I, we both did it last year. How much did it suck to write 300 comparisons? Very sucky. It was very sucky. This one was not too hard to come up with, and it's a Hall of Fame football player. It's Jason So. Hill. Oh. I said I didn't want to ruin it, so I'm not going to answer it for people who mm-hmm. weren't. Yep. So <laughs> I'm not going to answer that because I don't want to ruin it. But if you watch the Twitch, you probably know the answer to that statement. Brian Burns' length, refined pass rush counters, he knows exactly what he's doing. He understands every minute detail of rushing, rushing the passer. It's super inc- impressive to watch him. He has this really nasty inside spin move that he will press up the field and then he'll come back across your face. And when he spins back across, he uses that inside arm and he takes that elbow and he jolts you in the shoulder pad to pin your arm against your side so you can't reset your hands and ride him down inside. It's like little minute details like that as a pass rusher that he has a developed pass rush plan. Elite football player, Jets, finally get that edge rush presence that they've been missing for so long. Give me Brian Burns. All right, so Josh Rosen and Sam Darnold, quarterbacks, got any help on the offensive side of the football with their picks. And so now here I am with the Buffalo Bills at number six, and we're going to get some help for Josh Allen. And we're going to get him wide receiver one, DK Metcalf. And, uh, man, you talk about a special player, like just physical gifts and traits. You get them all from DK Metcalf. He's, what, 6'4", 220 pounds. Uh, his explosive, explosive movement skills – uh, his length, his physicality, all of that stuff is top notch. I mean, he's got that Julio Jones type physical skill set. Um, only started or played 20 games so far, but in those 20 games, you see a guy that I think has shown a lot of nuance to the way that he can get off the line of scrimmage and win in the contact window and accelerate and, and get speed off of his breaks and sell his breaks. Now, he's got some some consistency that I want to see him clean up at the catch point in terms of finishing consistently in contested situations, timing his jumps. But, uh, I, I definitely believe that he has a physical upside to to achieve all of that and really become one of the premier wide receivers in the NFL. And you think about pairing him with Josh Allen, a guy that uh, he's going to sling it. He's going to want to challenge the deepest windows on the football field. You have a, a guy with the, with the speed to get behind the secondary and then a guy with the physical traits to win at the catch points. And I think that would just be a match made in heaven. I know that maybe some of the Josh and Josh Allen uh, pessimists might not uh, believe that DK could be ma- maximized with Josh Allen, but uh, this is the type of weapon that Josh needs to see if we can reach his full potential. Uh, great pick. Great prospect. We had a question from Connor. Will there be a part two? Would love to hear about the Colts. Yes, there's a part two and a part three. We're doing this each of the next two nights to finish out the entire first round. Uh, and uh, Joey wants us to know, Joe, that he loves us and we love him back. So moving on. Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. You know what hasn't come off the board yet? Oh, a quarterback, and you've been you know warned. Was, that, you know what I was told not to pick? A quarterback. quarterback. Guess what I'm going to pick? A quarterback. a quarterback. You can't not, in this hypothetical, without knowing that Haskins and Herbert are going back to school for sure, if I have any opportunity to get rid of this schlub, Blake Bortles, just get him out of Duval County, please. It's got to happen. So I'm going with Justin Herbert. 
Justin Herbert is, I think the dividing factors between him and Haskins are he's a little more athletic. He can extend plays a little bit better within the pocket. And that for me has become such a must have for a quarterback prospect. I, you watch these quarterback prospects that they're okay. They're, they're able to throw the football accurately. They're able to make some decisions, but if you can't, extend under pressure you can't handle pressure effectively you're handcuffed and it it really limits your ceiling in the nfl level and you're seeing guys like russell wilson and baker mayfield you know as an extreme example from a guy that just came into the the league this year that 53 one yard throw sliding to his left in the pocket avoiding pressure and making plays with his feet and then using his arm. I think that's the dividing factor between him and Haskins. And that's why my pick is uh, Justin Herbert for the Jacksonville Jaguars. I did have a question. I thought Haskins was your QB one. Haskins was my QB one for the Heisman, but I've had Herbert since I did. I did an update on my positional rankings in uh, I think October 1st was when I, I had bumped Herbert up to QB one. He's been there ever since. All right, quarterback off the board. Quarterback now, off. Now I have the task of picking for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which is a very big deal here at the Draft Network. CEO, founder of this great company, J.C. Cornell, is a big Bucks enthusiast, and I have to make the boss man happy. No pressure. And the good thing Fire about Murphy's off the board. So, well, the good thing about making sure you make the boss man happy is he confirms who's writing the mock draft every single day, and he lets you know who he wants. And this week he made it pretty clear. It's true. This week he made it pretty clear that, that Jonah Williams, the offensive tackle from Alabama, was the target he wanted in the first round. And, and I no, I do agree. Last week was Byron Murphy. This year we're on the Jonah Williams train, all right? And I'm going to stick with it. I, I can see that being a major – need and of good value here. I think both you and I agree that Jonah Williams is the best offensive tackle prospect in this class, a guy that both you and I are very comfortable with playing at left tackle. And it's time to upgrade Donovan Smith in that position. And if, if Jameis is going to be the long-term guy there, he needs to have protection. If they're going to get more production out of the running game, they need more space. You have a guy in Jonah Williams that can create space. He can move bodies off the line of scrimmage. He's got the lateral mobility to hit blocks in space and win in zone concepts, and he's a dominant pass blocker. And so you need a franchise left tackle. The guy you want to get is Jonah Williams. He's on the board here at number eight for Tampa Bay, and uh, I think it fills a need, and it makes the boss man happy. I'm happy with this pick. Uh, somebody is throwing Donovan Williams under the bus. Smith. Or, uh, Donovan Smith, I'm sorry. If only we would have known Donovan Smith was a bad left tackle as recently as when he played at Penn State. Are you a fan of Donovan Smith, Joe? Oh uh, no, I wasn't like super high on him. Uh, I think he's achieved well for himself. He's been a starter for what since he's been in the league. I mean, but does that mean he's good? No, he's not good. But I think he's going to continue. He'll get chances. He'll continue to make money playing football. Oh, of course. Yeah. So, all right, Detroit Lions at nine. Detroit's a weird team, right? Like Detroit's a team that. Even just their their build out on the defensive line, like they just love heavy heavy hitters, and this board has fallen very favorably for me to get a starting defensive end who's a heavy hitter in Cleveland Farrell, 
And I think that becomes a no-brainer pick here at number nine. I know we're getting a lot of defensive prospects off the board here, but that's where the value is in this draft. And Detroit needs, needs it. So to get Cleland Farrell, who I think is the cleanest across the board after Nick Bosa, you know, you know he's got pass rush productivity. You know he can play the run very well. You know he's got powerful hands and a powerful ability to reset the line of scrimmage. And he's an accomplished pass rusher and has been on a very talented Clemson defensive line for several years now. You insert that with Deshaun Hand, who's had a really nice start to his career in the NFL. And you can really start to build some powerful athletic dudes on the defensive line, which is what the Detroit Lions roster is all about. So I think that's a nice marriage of BPA and need for the Detroit Lions. Okay. I got number 10 overall here, and I've got the New York Giants. And we could not be happier to see this fall the way that it has because we can take Dwayne Haskins here and solve our quarterback problem. And look, (laughs) I really, really, really like this idea because if there's one concern that I have about Haskins, it's that he's might he's not the most mobile guy. He's a guy that's gonna have to be a pocket passer, a guy that's gonna have to be a surgeon from the pocket. He's got a big time arm, he's got pretty good accuracy, uh, but he doesn't offer you the, that mobility. But when I have a supporting cast with Odell Beckham Jr., with Evan Ingram, with Sterling Shepard, with Saquon Barkley, all I need to do is have a facilitator and a guy that can consistently get the football into the hands of these playmakers, and that's exactly what Haskins can do. He did a really good job of that Ohio State with K.J. Hill and Paris Campbell and some of the, the running backs and tight ends they have there at Ohio State. He can do the same thing with the Giants. He's, it's a, not a system that's reliant on mobility. Obviously, Eli Manning couldn't be less mobile. And I, not that he's having a great year, uh, but it kind of speaks to the style that of offense that New York's going to play where they don't really predicate much on having a mobile quarterback. And uh, I really think that when you talk about the NFL, it's still about winning from the pocket as a passer, and, and you get that in Dwayne Haskins. And so after a year where we've really enjoyed seeing Saquon Barkley be dominant, but the questions remain that they overlooked quarterback because of all the other guys and Darnold and Allen and, and Rosen that went after uh, went after him, the, the Giants are able to redeem themselves by getting a worthy first-round quarterback prospect to plug into this offense and, and, and solidify things, hopefully for the long-term post-Eli Manning. So this is my, correct me if I'm wrong, last pick of the night. Yep. Last pick of the night. If you've tuned in and watched us on Twitch, we want to bless them. Thanks for joining us. Uh, as we said, we will be back again tomorrow and Thursday to do Draft Dudes episodes on Thursday and Friday. If you are listening on Draft Dudes, thanks for listening. We appreciate the listens. Come join us on Twitch and then listen to it again the next morning. How's that sound good? Last pick. Yeah. Cincinnati Bengals. I've been trying to buy myself some time here because I don't know what the hell to do with this pick right now. Mm, you know what to do. Do I? Yeah. This is an odd. T- I mean, I'm not taking Kyler Murray, so you can relax. It ain't happening. That wasn't what I was thinking. Um, and I'm kind of torn. Like, I have a guy I want to pick, but I don't know if he's coming out, and he's teased that he's not. So that's, not our, that's not our problem. I don't want to give <laughs> Bengals fans that unreal expectation, you know, because then I feel like the bad guy. Well, there's and another I'm, linebacker that you like a lot. No, and that's, I, I think that is where I'm settling here. All right. You can go with Devin White, linebacker from LSU. 
The Bengals are a team, first of all, everything I said about Blake Bortles, you can Xerox it and make it about Vontez Perfect, and it's 100% true still. Just get off my planet. You don't, like, I'm over Vontez Perfect. He's suspended and fined, like, every game he's in. It's outrageous. Um, Devin White would be an excellent fit for the Bengals because the Bengals love athletic, or they love not athletic. They like powerful hitters at the linebacker positions. But Devin White has an athletic component to him that the linebackers that they have had does not have. So I think that upgrade, and we finally saw them kind of acknowledge that with the pick of um, Malik Jefferson last year, right? It's like, wow, the, the Bengals have a fast linebacker now. Like, I didn't think they knew they could do that. And now you add Devin White as a guy who you can play at Mike linebacker and allow that physicality to shine. My only concern is Devin still has some lapses as far as breaking down and finishing plays. He gets there. You know he's going to get there. It's does he break down and finish the plays? So is he, you know, this outrageous comparison? Everybody knows I like to drink for bad comparisons. So here's one for you. Uh, Compared to Ray Lewis, it's a bit rich for me. But is he more Ray Lewis or is he more uh, Gerard Davis? That's that's kind of the spectrum, right? Like Gerard Davis, we both love Gerard Davis coming out at the University of Florida. And it's because he was an explosive, powerful hitter, but he didn't break down and finish. And you still see that in Detroit. So if Devin White can really address that, and I think that he can, I'm not going to pass on him for that, but it's my apprehension there. But with that said... He fits what the Bengals like, and he's an upgrade in athleticism. I think that's a huge get in a, a big hole in that roster. I'm good with it, man. I, I, and Preston Brown, who they brought in on a one-year deal, I mean, I, I just he continues to prove that he's not an upper echelon Mike linebacker in this league. And, and right. so I'm, I don't expect him to be back. You know, he, he led the NFL tack, NFL in tackles in 2017, but that's all the proof you need about how unimportant tackle stats are. Um, so I definitely dare you, I've, sir. Well, I've been Darius Leonard is very offended. Mm, no, we're not getting into that, but I've been touting linebacker help for this Bengals defense for, I feel like forever. And so, uh, Devin white or Mac Wilson would both be really outstanding picks. The player that's hard for me. And I, I know he's going to come off early tomorrow is Deontay Thompson. This is a guy that's yeah. worthy of a top 11 pick. And I just continue to not have a spot for him. Make him Fitzpatrick all over again. Yeah, so some some team tomorrow is going to be really happy uh, with uh, with him him falling to them. I have a feeling he will not have to wait outside no. the first four picks tomorrow. No, no, he's not. Yeah, there's one there yeah. specifically. He's not yeah. getting by. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. All right, folks. Thanks for tuning in on uh, twitch.tv slash the draft network or listening in on your favorite podcast mediums at uh, the draft dudes podcast. Uh, we've got a lot of great stuff coming out throughout the course of the week at the draft network. Make sure you swing over to draftnetwork.com. Check it all out. Kyle Krabs with Joe Marino. And we'll catch up with you guys tomorrow for picks 12 through 23 ish. Yeah. Ish. No promises, but we'll be back tomorrow to make more picks in this week long series. So come on back. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.